Welcome to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a podcast dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bucklew. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. I am your friend, Arlenis. And today's episode is a bonus episode because I'm going to be sitting down with my dear friend, Brooke Bartz, and we're going to be talking about her new book, which I have right here. I'm going to put it up, <laughs> uh, Galley Ever After. And we're just going to be talking a little bit about, you know, her process of writing this book and what it is about and a lot more. <laughs> we're going to talk a lot more about that, but I am here with Brooke. So Brooke. Thank you so much for joining me. It is a joy to have you back on the podcast. Always good to see you and talk to you. We have so much fun and I'm thankful for your friendship. And I'm excited to be here to talk to all the, the people and the ladies. So, yeah. Yeah. So the first time that Brooke came to my podcast was to share her testimony. And uh, I don't know that. I, was it this year? I can't remember. Was it this year that we did it? I think so, well, right? Uh It was let was it like in October, November of last year? Oh wow. Time flies is almost a year. So. <laughs> wow. Isn't that right? Always, that's crazy. All right. And actually yeah. this year I was I had the privilege to uh help you with your conference, your women's online conference, which I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned before, yeah. but because this episode is gonna be released before those episodes, I will like to mention it now that this year you did again your online conference, the open hearts in a closed world conference which is available on your youtube channel and i will have you talk a little bit more about that and uh, you know in a little bit but i would like you to introduce yourself again and just tell us a little bit about you what you do and where you live um just for people that probably haven't had a chance to listen to to your testimony yeah so my name is brooke bartz and i live in salado texas I have been a Christian since I was in college. I came to faith in college at a very liberal college. And um, I had grown up in a very secular environment, went to a public school um, and never heard the, the gospel um, until college. Even all through high school, I attended a, a Methodist church, but you never heard the true gospel. You never heard about sanctification, repentance, faith, who Christ is, the triune God. And so um, I grew up like everybody else, just a typical high school teen, did what I wanted, please my flesh, you know, indulged in a lifestyle that of immorality and um, did not want anything to do with the Lord. I received a full volleyball scholarship to a Christian college. And that's where my disdain for the Lord grew even more. Because when you're at a Christian college and you're the darkness and the darkness being is being shined by the light. Um, that is very offensive because the gospel is very offensive and it divides. And so, um, you know, my, my inclination of that and, and my flesh is telling me these people are so judgmental. I don't want to be here. And so I transferred um, from that Christian college to Texas state and in God's sovereign plan actually became a believer right down the street from Austin, Texas, UT, which is extremely liberal. You know, God is sovereign. His, his plan is perfect. And there is no place that he cannot reach a dead heart. Um, whether you grow up in a Christian home, whether you go up, grow up in an unbelieving home, um, the Lord is sovereign. He's predetermined. He's chosen. He's adopted. And I'm thankful for his mercy for that. So I'm married to my childhood sweetheart, believe it or not, who I have always wanted to marry, um, grew up and always wanted to marry him. But we were not believers. And we both came to faith in college, got married in college. We have a beautiful 12-year-old daughter named Clara Joy, who we adopted at birth. And she is the light of our life. And so part of my passion and in wanting to um, reach women and to reach people for the gospel is that when we come to faith, we're called to train up our children. And I think that we, we can become so stagnant in that um, as, as believers. And so they're walking through being trained up in the ways of the Lord, but a lot of these children aren't necessary believers. And so I wanted a book, a fiction book that would speak to the hearts of children and bringing their hearts and minds back to the word of God. And so um, 
I have a passion for um, teens as well as passion for teaching women sound theology. That's why I created the conference, like you said. Um, and next year is going to be exciting because I'm not, I, I don't want to give it away, but we've got some great things in the works to actually um, expand to, to teens, to women and to girls. So I think we're going to incorporate some of that so that we can get these moms now to watch it with their daughters so that they're learning truth. They're having fruitful conversations. So we had our past conference. So I founded Open Hearts in a Closed World Women's Conference, an online ministry. We have a YouTube channel, Open Hearts in a Closed World, and we have we're the first reformed women's ministry um, on AGTV. So we put out continual content. We have Open Hearts Book Club, um, which I'm actually going through my first book. I was kind of the guinea pig um, for Brandon Kimber for AGTV to see how it went. And um, and and then we have the podcast. We have the Open Hearts podcast that Aaron Coates and I um, co-lead. And then, um, of course, the conference is available and it's all available all the time um, on the YouTube page, you know, it's it's no cost. You can watch it. Lots of ladies are watching it even now as a women's event, women's ministry event for fall, for winter, for so it's it's been really neat to see that. So it is a five day online conference, no cost, um, and we have women two teachers a day for the week, and we had worship this year by the TMU um, praise band, and that was exciting and. We had a lot of encouragement from uh, just lots of women around the world. Um, 72 countries is the last time that I checked and women from all over the world are watching this and tuning in. And so I'm thankful. And we've had support from the master's university. We've promoted that university as well. And I'm, I'm very thankful for John MacArthur's ministry, very thankful for grace. So um, just ex was excited to again be able to put forth a conference for these ladies with sound teaching, and so we did five days of of teaching on spiritual sisterhood and and what the different things of looking like a sister in Christ with threats to biblical friendship, being um, a, um, a, a good friend, um, spiritual gifts in the church for sisters, how we build each other up. Um, we had did the Q and A, which was really fun, talking about the differences between. Um, what we need to look at as women in the, in the, in the word, like, uh, are there female pastors? No. You know, what does it look like when we teach? Um, what does it look like to come together with women's ministry, practical ideas, ideas to um, grow through discipleship. So it was a really fun conference. So I was really, really thankful to have the ladies again, be able to return. And I'm thankful for you for doing it, putting it together for us um, behind the scenes, because that is a lot of work. And I want everybody to know that all of these women that do this, it is voluntary. And they do it because they love the Lord and because they want to get the word out and get women away from false teachers and unsound counsel and things that are tickling their ears with the latest and greatest trend and fad of um, female false teachers coming down the pipe, you know, stressing critical race theory, feminism, um, just all sort LGBTQ. We're just seeing just the gamut run um, and it's going to our children's hearts as well. And so that was another reason why I wanted to do open hearts so that if moms are hearing sound doctrine and we pray they get in a sound church, you know, if they don't know the Lord, they come to faith and then they start raising their children in that way. So that's why open hearts was such a, um, such a drive for me. And the other thing I love to do is I love to write. So I wrote Chronic Love um, because I struggle with autoimmune diseases. And I wanted a book um, for women to be able to go back to the word to transform their minds. And I wanted it for women who suffer chronically with disease to see Christ as their chronic Lord and Savior, to know that he bore up under suffering and the trials. And how do we take these emotions and all these things that we're going through and we go back to the word of God. We know he's sovereign. We know his word is, is whole. We know we're complete in Christ Jesus. And how do we walk through suffering, suffering with joy and contentment and keeping our eyes on Christ? So that was the first book I wrote because I have a passion for wanting to help women who are suffering with disease and trials. And, um, you know, that book has been used for teens as well with, um, that struggle with not eating and, um, Immoral lifestyles. I've had moms say, I went through that book because of something my daughter went through that was very traumatic. And even though she didn't have a disease, it was a long suffering trial that our family has been going through. And we use the word of God to continually minister to her heart through that, through the book. So 
that is a passion of mine. And then the other passion is I love to be in teen girls' lives. Um, I actually coached um, before I got sick. I was a volleyball varsity coach, and my husband and I, early on in our marriage, were dorm parents at a private boarding military school when we didn't have Clara Joy. And so we saw very troubled, very troubled teens, lost without the gospel. Um, I can tell you, we drove a bus on Sunday and took these kids to church, and we loved them, um, but they were lost, and they did not know Christ. And so I began to see that I really had a a love for sharing the gospel with teen girls. And so when I decided that I was, as Claire's gotten older, she's a vicarious reader and I wanted a book for her. She's read all the, she's, she reads the classics. She's read so many books, but we, we went to the bookstore to find a modern day Christian fiction and there was nothing. There was not for her age. There was witchcraft and you know, vampires and sexual immorality and cussing. And this is in the Christian genre. And just because, you know, it says it's Christian book doesn't always mean that. And I learned that even in doing research with publishing, even under the banner of a Christian publishing company, we see we've got sound sources like John MacArthur. And then we've got on the other side, Christine Kane and Francine Rivers and, you know, Redeeming Love and these books that that portray romance in such a way that is more of sexual desire and impurity and idol. And I, I wanted to, I wanted a book for Claire that she could walk through her junior high years and her high school and college and see that we can still have things that are relatable to the trials they're facing um, because she's not on little house on the prairie. She's not pulling a covered wagon, right? She's dealing with walking into a bathroom and a man walking in there who could say he's a woman. This is what our teens are facing. And, you know, if somebody likes your post and then they're bullying kids and, you know, Instagram is a snapshot of their life, yet they think that this is what they're supposed to be. This is what beauty looks like. So I wanted a fiction book that has all the lighthearted bubblegum feels of teens growing up with with trials and heart, heartaches with friends and being bullied at times and and different things like that. And I wanted to be able to have the word of God when they feel the pressures of the world, that they're not pretty, when they get teased, when they have to stand up for Christ and make a decision that the world is telling them, no, your friends are all doing that, do that. But I wanted her to be able to have a book um, that would walk her through um, just being a teen. And so I wrote Godly Ever After, Fiona's Faith, the first book, Um, And I'm working on the second book right now, which is she will be in high school. And then the third book, she will be in college. And the second book is titled Godly Ever After Fiona's Foundation. And so you're going to see even more behind the scenes of this character as she's growing up and maturing in her faith. So is that good? Was that? Yeah, that was was awesome. That was great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, before we, we started recording, I was just telling you just how much I there, there are many things, you know, I just I just started reading the book this week. I got it like this week also uh, the book on the mail. So I, I tried to, you know, to to catch up a little bit at, at least. And I just got a very good picture of, you know, uh, just like seeing obviously, you know, reading the book through the lens of this main character, which I told you that I love that you did such an amazing job to really bring me to it's like I'm inside her head, <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm looking at her life through her lens. And, and, and also uh, the, one of the things that I think I love the most is like seeing this character going through different challenges through, you know, what the culture is telling her, how she needs to look or uh, physical appearance or um, other struggles that, that she's facing, but how she is reminded of the word of God constantly in how it is just saturated like the book it's like it's like so much scripture and and i and i find it so helpful because as believers right we need the word of god we need to speak to ourselves just the truth of the word of god to bottle those trials that come our way or the challenges or the pressure of society and and everything that comes along uh, along the way right or even when you're feeling those feelings that you like someone you know like how do i go by that what well, the bible tells you you know like to how you need to handle those situation even um but um i will okay can you just tell us a little bit about i know that you 
talked a little bit about like like the inspiration and why you wanted to do it but tell us a little bit about what the book is about uh a little bit about the story of the book yeah okay so um it's about a little girl named fiona bicklesworth and fiona i describe it as your average everyday teen she's she's growing up and she's in a public school um and she's a christian and um she is alone she feels like she's an alien because she is in a secular environment it's a public school and so it's her walk with the lord and how she grows in her faith going through everyday junior high trials you know um science experiments you know making the cheerleading squad wanting to go to the sadie hawkins dance um and fiona has a heart um for wanting to honor the lord and she wants god and she knows the lord will will give her a godly ever after she also understands that that can be filled with hard things as well but Fiona has a desire to glorify the Lord and she wants to be married one day. And her mother is teaching her about what godliness and femininity looks like. And that it's the Proverbs 31 woman and that she understands that she is the tallest girl in the class. So she's picked on about that. She says, she calls herself Fifi Fo Fiona because she's a giant and she, you know, is very sad about that. And um, so the boys tease her and she doesn't fit in with the popular group, the popular group. And so um, she has, she is, she is made out off of me some like the, the thick glasses and the, she's got a, a long nose that tips up at the end. And I was the tallest girl in my grade. I had big feet, you know, I describe her feet as two, um, I think two ships leaving port, you know, when she wears white shoes because she's <laughs> like a yacht, you know, she's got these huge feet. And so, but she goes back to, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like God created me and our God is a God of beauty and order. Our God is a God who, when he made woman from man, um, he said, it's very good. And so we know that our Lord makes nothing ugly. Um, every single one of us is unique and made the way that he has prescribed for us to be for before time. And sometimes the way that we look, which we see in God's word, he uses for us to even walk through good works. But what it is, is the heart is what's more important. And so Fiona, she thinks this boy is cute because the Bible talks about people being beautiful. We know in Song of Solomon, he says, she says, you're, you're more um, beautiful than, than any of the other men. Right. And we know that, that she, he sees her as beautiful and he describes it. And we know that um, Daniel was between 14 to 17 years old. And he was picked because he, of his outward face and form, he was smart. He was witty. He was very, and they look for that in leadership. And the Lord used that in Daniel's life to make him a strong, you know, voice for Christ to not bow down in the culture, which is a modern day Fiona. Um, she's not bowing down to the culture. She's standing strong for Christ. And so we know that people are beautiful because God gives us eyes to see. We can look at creation and see the beauty in creation. We can look at people and say, that's a beautiful person, but it's the heart, right? It's not the outward man, because that's decaying. It's the inner. And Fiona knows that. So even though she thinks this boy is cute, Mitchell, who is the shortest boy in her grade, um, he is a Christian and she knows that he is the only other Christian in junior high that she knows of. And so she wants to be friends and brother. She wants him to be a brother to her. He is her brother in the Lord, but she wants to be able to become friends with him. And so, because she feels alone and she says that she goes, you know, I, I, my dream is to have brothers and sisters in the Lord who will protect me and grow me up and strengthen me because it, there's so much heart in numbers. And as the book goes on, you'll see how her light impacts this dark, this dark school, this public school and the impact that she makes on people. And, and I'll just give you just so Mitchell is the other main character, but then there's the Y girls, there's Darby, Abby and Kimberly. And they're not nice and they bully her and they tease her. And you're going to see her relationship even 
even develop with them and how she loves them and shares the gospel and what the Lord does through that. So I wanted a book that was lighthearted and fun, that had a bubblegum feel, but I also wanted the deep theological truths of scripture. So when our girls face things in junior high, they're constantly going back to, well, what does God's word say about how I'm supposed to love my friends? What does God's word say about outward beauty? What does God's word say about when I'm put in a trial? How do I respond to that? Um, What does God say about a husband and wife is there to love each other in Proverbs 31. You know, her mom models that her dot, her dad models a godly man. And, and she actually is the one that, that leads them to faith. She becomes a believer before they do. So you see all of these things in her life unfold. And then you see the typical scenarios of walking down the halls in junior high with the lockers. And, you know, she says, I wonder if my husband is going to be the guy that I see at the water fountain. I'm praying for him. You know, she's, She's praying for her husband because her mother has shown her the beauty and the purity and holiness of God's design in marriage. And I want my daughter, if it's his will for her, the Lord Jesus, for Claire to have a husband, we want to pray for a godly husband. We want to pray for a godly leader. We want to pray for a kid who's respectful and loving and won't bend on the word and will wash her with the word and who will be willing to die for her. And so we want to see strong people in their lives. And so I made this boy, this character to be a strong believer. And I've actually had mom say, I'm reading this with my son because I wanted my son to see the opposite of how it should look, how he should treat her. And you see that in Mitchell. And so um, we don't want to romanticize love. We want, we don't want to awaken that, you know, there's, there's no dating, there's no PDA, there's no inappropriate scenes in this book. There's no language, but there is a little girl who's saying, my emotions are saying this. My heart is saying this. What does the word of God say? And how do I take those thoughts captive as, so I don't get swept away in being a dramatic teen girl. You know, she says that she says that it's not like butterflies. It's like a flock of hungry seagulls instead of butterflies. Like she's, and so, but she knows, but I need to see him as my brother in Christ. And I need to see these girls and pray for them, even though they're mean to me. And so um, I had a lot of fun writing it. A lot of the stories are, are based on things that actually happened to me, which is kind of um, fun to be able to bring out. In fact, that when Fiona shares the gospel I mean, when she shared the gospel, it is with her favorite teacher, who is Mrs. Cole. And Mrs. Coyle was my favorite teacher. And she is a very strong believer, is still very active in my life, came to my first book signing. And we were at a public school um, and she was a light for Christ. Um, I was not a believer then, but there are there are people that are in public schools. God will call to faith. We know that if he can raise godly kings out of pagan kings back in when a sheer polls are going on and we've got the judges, we've got all these things and we can see godly men come from um, pagan Kings. We know that the Lord is going to save children in public, private schools, homeschools. And as believers, we don't need to have this mindset that because we do it a certain way, our child is the only one that gets saved. God will, God will go into those schools and he will save who he wants to save. And it's our responsibility to continue to be faithful, to share the word And that's why I wanted this book, because I knew if I could get it in the hands of teens who don't know Christ and they could relate to junior high and high school and college experiences, but they could also see the love of a sovereign God we have and share the gospel. And so I walk you through the entire gospel throughout the entire book in many situations. Fiona will share with a girl later on. She'll share with Darby. She'll share with... um, And her teacher shares with her. And so we walk through, you know, man is sinful. God is holy. There's not one righteous. No, not one. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Um, We have wrath abiding on us. And so we go through the entire gospel. And um, that was on purpose, obviously, because I want these girls to see the truth of God's word, even in a fiction book. Yeah, and I and that's one of the things. Also, one of the things that I was uh, telling you before we 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 started recording, it's just that I was having a blast. Like it's so funny as well, 
a, a lot of like uh the, the i don't know what i'm not into you know an expert in literature but like a lot of like the um metaphors or imageries that you're giving like to explain what's going on or how she illustrates what she's feeling it's just it's super funny like it's it's hilarious and i actually share that with my husband i'm like this is so funny i was like really laughing with this and you know i'm not in none of us right are in that season of life like this teenage girl but all of us have been teenagers and all of us at some point in our lives face some of those you know challenges that this girl is going through in in, in middle school or you know once you get in high school I mean like the pressure is different you know and even nowadays uh, I think even for us as adults we have pressure you know or things that society tells you that it's okay to do or, or or you should be doing if you don't have the certain things and you know you're I don't know you you're missing out so it's like all of us at some point we have that pressure and even us as adults we need to be reminded of God's word and to see a young girl you know reminding herself of the truth of the gospel that I don't need to fit in I don't need to look a certain way because God loves me because he died for me so she's like constantly reminding herself the gospel and don't we all need to do that all of us or yes. I think about like my favorite part that so far that of what I've read that I told you like the scene um of her uh, teacher uh sharing Christ sharing the gospel with her right um that is fitting for anyone who is a teacher what is the role that I can play I mean a lot of teachers might be even fearful because they can lose their jobs nowadays if they uh you know if they share the gospel with 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 these kids at school but they need to hear it if the lord gives you the opportunity mm -hmm. to not so much like uh call out the mistake that was done or the sin because it's sin right that that it was done but it's more like let me tell you about someone who was perfect and who never sinned let me tell you about this person so i really love how you just bring i mean it's it's just, it's just so real we can all um identify ourselves with some of the situations that he's going through right like I think it's like for everyone like you said I mean I was interested to hear also like for because Richard I think he mentioned that like uh when I was telling him about the book and what I was reading he's like something that he said about like maybe even young guys to read it I'm like I don't know if a young guy will read it like I'm not sure but then hearing that like the mom that was reading it with her son which I find amazing because it's true like here's a picture of a golly um young guy who wants to honor the Lord this is what you're you're called to be this is how you're called to treat a girl or this is um how a relationship should look like or even like what you were saying about um her seeing this guy not as someone that just that I like but a as a brother in Christ and I think even for our single friends I have a lot of single friends and I think you know that's one of the most important thing that you you need to keep in mind is that before you date that guy or even if you you know the Lord leads you to marry that guy he's first and foremost your brother in Christ and you need to love her love him as your brother in Christ and that means yes. that even if you date that guy and the relationship doesn't work he's still your brother in Christ as difficult as right. it might be, you know? So I think that's right. really important to, to, to remind ourselves. So yeah, uh, it's just so wonderful. Yeah. It's really funny. I am having a blast and I can't really wait to finish it. <laughs> so I'm really interested to, in knowing, um, a little bit about the process of you writing this book, you know, coming up with the story, the, the situations that come across, or even the way that this girl is thinking. I know that a lot of um, like the scenarios that you're giving, you said that a lot of that has come also from your own life experience, but even everything like developing this character, or what everyone, everyone is like, or um, yeah, just like all those little details or like even the funny parts, you know, like how do you come up with all this, these things, you know, to, and make it into what it is now? <laughs> right. Well, I've always, always loved to write. Um, Miss Coyle actually, who is Mrs. Cole in the book actually gave me that love for writing. Um, and I would go to her classroom after school and Miss Ms. Coyle believed in reading out loud to us. Um, so I think sometimes when you read out loud, you find even more of who the character is because you can make a voice for them and you can. And so Fiona has always been in, I think in the back of my mind, I always do. I'm going to write a teen book um, and I'm going to write a fiction. Um, I just didn't know 
when, um, and then when everything started with, um, just, I think accelerated, I, I actually had the book written for a while. We were going to put it out. Um, and then COVID happened and, um, my publisher wanted to kind of see what happened, um, with that. So the, the book has been written for a long time. And the, the idea behind the book was, is we want to take all the things that they're feeling that girls can walk through in with trials with, and we want to show them, we want to give them a, a, a snapshot of modern day struggles of how we use the Bible to then combat the things that they're struggling with today. So, you know, we, we've got Instagram, we've got, you know, social media, we've got Netflix showing, you know, shows that are supposed to be for teens that are not for teens. And they're forced into this mindset that beauty and romance and love look this way. They look like having a boyfriend. They look like um, being the most popular girl. And so I wanted to take all those things that the world shows us. Um, and I wanted to say, this is not what God's word says. And so your daughters are going to see these things and they're going to feel these things and the pressure is from the world. Um, and as their little mind is working through, what do I do in this situation? And there are times that, you know, we, we make the wrong choice and we repent and we turn back to Christ um, because he, his blood covers us. You know, we are blood bought. We are whole and complete and sanctified and we will be glorified one day, but we know that we struggle with the flesh. We know that the sin um, that we still sin. And so for girls to be able to see a character that shares all of the same kinds of um, desire. I don't want to say desires, the same kinds of likes and interests and, and what the world is wanting to show them, but then to say, well, how do we, how do we do that with the word of God? And I, I was really disappointed um, when I was looking for Christian teen books, because, well, first of all, it's this boyfriend to the next boyfriend to the next boyfriend the next week. I mean, that's all it's about. Fiona goes through friendships. She goes through, and the second book, you will see these characters grow up and develop even more into their faith. Even the things that they're learning in junior high, God will sanctify them and transform their minds even more into as they're growing up in their faith and as they're walking through even harder trials. But what I saw with these Christian books is that, first of all, it all ended the same way. Um, and there was never, ever a, never, ever a true, um, well, a true given of the gospel. They never shared the gospel. And, um, and it was very obvious that it was built around romance and whatever you needed to do to get those, those feels and those butterflies, then you compromise everything. So you've now just made it into about romanticizing that everything you need to have a happy life and a filled life and a fulfilled life is found in this world. And we know that's not true. You know, we see Solomon who says it's all vanity. It's all chasing after the wind. And so these kids need to see as they, these girls need to see as they work through this, that the world is going to show me this and it's going to look really shiny, you know, but it's empty. I'm empty without Christ with it. And so being able to put myself back when I walked through junior high and I was not a believer and the bullying, the things that I entailed knowing if I have, if I'm, if I know someone who's a Christian, I can take these thoughts captive and I can use the word of God to be able to work through these, these situations so that I don't become anxious and fearful and doubt God's sovereignty and his plan for my life. Um, and these girls, they need, they need hope. They need to know that, that the Lord loves them, that he's created them, that he is walking with them, that he has a plan um, that their plan could be for singleness or it could could be for marriage. But no matter what, if they're believers, they've got to start standing out for Christ. And there are no books like that. I would see books that had, you know, kind of just kind of surfacey. Um, but then there was no verse in context. It was like the same old verse, you know, like um, God is love, God is good. And then they end up like, no, we need to walk these girls through what, the world really looks like with trials that yes, our God is sovereign, but Christ suffered on the cross. He bled and died. Fiona does not hold back. I mean, she tells people 
you will go to hell if you believe this. You know, when she shares the gospel, she is bold in her faith. And I wanted girls to know they're not alone. There are other believers out there, teen girls that love the Lord, that are walking through life, trusting the Lord, walking in faith, and they're trying to stand out and be bold in their faith. And so it's been neat to see um, people uh, email me back and say, this was such an encouragement to my daughter because she feels so alone. And, and even though it's fiction, she can see herself in Fiona because she's faced those same kinds of things. And, and it gives her courage and it bolsters her faith to be able to stand up. And so my heart for this, um, actually, as I was praying through writing this is if the Lord would open a door for me to be able to go into schools and talk to girls on purity and the sanctity of marriage and stand against LGBTQ and to be a role model in their schools, whether private, public, homeschool, there's still there's still all the same things that our teens are walking through. And so I, I have started a book tour and I've been able to go, we'll go into schools and talk to these girls, read an excerpt of the book. Um, they're reading them for Sunday school, um, not for Sunday school, for youth group. Um, I have some some churches that are reading it with their girls for youth group. Um, and I'm going into private Christian schools around the DFW area. I just went to one Friday and that was really exciting because I had seventh and eighth grade girls, um, 54 girls and moms. And we were able to read an excerpt, which I read the gospel, the one where Mrs. Cole shares. And then the part where I wanted them to see her personality too. Um, Fiona says that her laugh is like a goose honking, you know, so when she gets excited, when she laughs, she laughs like a goose and she goes, and my awesome God made me laugh like cackling poultry. So who am I to, you know, this is how God made me. And I know that he made me the way he created me for a reason. And so I can trust him with that. And, and so you get to see the the fun that her personality and how she's talking through things. And then you get to see this really bold girl for the Lord. And I just wanted girls to have both. And I couldn't find a book that that did that yeah like we were talking before this also like it's really hard to find anything that it's not pushing anything impure <laughs> you know like everything that it's being pushed from uh, a very young age we can start from disney right and, and all of that stuff or anything right i mean from being a, a child to now being in middle school and even in high school and the things even that they are being taught at school and in, in schools this day is it's, yeah. it's, it's insane like it blows my mind you know but just to see how depraved our world is just getting it's like now they're just celebrating everything that is evil like before they will be you know like even just thinking back in the days like if anyone heard of anyone who was a homosexual for example, they right. wouldn't be all about you need to be in. Um, it was it, it it was it was seen like as no, this is not okay. But now it's like it's not okay if you're not applauding and being part of that crowd. Like then you're being hateful if you're not, you know. So and I love that all these challenges that that she is facing, she is constantly battling. Like I said, with what, with the word of God. And so my next question for you, um, it, it's in that regard. Like, why is it important for believers to be saturated to be filling their minds with the word of God? Why is it important that we are constantly speaking truth and that we are probably even memorizing scripture? Yeah, well, I think as adults, even we know that the flesh is still evident, right? We know that we sin and Paul says, I hate the things that I do, yet we continue to sin. And we have, we, we are, most of us who have children, if they know Christ, they're not where we are in our sanctification still, right? They're still on spiritual on the spiritual milk, they need to grow up in the word as we need to continue growing up. And so we understand that as adults, if we struggle with not being able to take our thoughts captive and not being able to meditate on the word and be able to pull up a verse that bad theology hurts people. When we are, when we are putting our hope in uh, anything other than the word of God, when we have been fed that the word of God means this, when it means absolutely that doesn't, that's not the truth of God's word. And we've got progressive Christianity. Now we've got pragmatics. We've got all these things. 
we're fighting this and we're seeing strong believers fall away and and jump on the CRT bandwagon and um, you know, start to entertain, well, maybe, maybe women should be able to, um, you know, teach in this role as an elder, or maybe she should be able to teach it at church to mixed groups, or maybe we should be able to listen to this kind of music. And it's all these false fortresses and ideologies. And how do we combat those? We do it with the word of God. And so we have to be reading the word of God. So I wanted, I want people, women to understand and moms and teens is that when I wrote godly ever after, I understood that all these things that our kids are facing, they need the word of God, just like we do. And imagine what they're walking into, right? They're walking into a situation where the world is completely against them and they're still called to stand for their faith if they're in Christ. But we know as adults, we can even shirk away. I mean, we saw, you know, I mean, Paul's in prison, he's writing Timothy and there are people that are falling away that have been with Paul by his side the entire time, right? And so what happens when the pressures of the world, especially in our day and age, how dark the culture is um, with these new, um, you know, with the transgender movement and, and we see what it's doing in the public schools, we see what it's doing in the school systems with um, the, the, the mandates and how they're, pe- people are afraid. Well, think of our, our kids, think of our teens. And so we've got great, we've got great classical literature We've got wholesome books in um, some of these classics, but where are the wholesome books written for our girls at this age? And so what I want to do is I want to create an entire series of the godly ever after characters, because I want moms to know that they can trust me and they can trust their daughter's hearts with what they read, that, um, that it's always going to have the word of God, that it's not going to compromise in Christ. It's not going to put them in a situation where I'm giving my opinion Um, and I'm trying to lead them in this new, um, in this new way of thinking, no, we have the word of God. It's inerrant. It's authoritative. It's all we need. It equips us, gives us the fruit of the spirit. It tells us how to be a good friend. It tells us how to combat sin. It tells us how to suit up in spiritual armor. It tells us how to look to Christ when he suffers. It tells us how to hold our God up as the high priest. No, we can pray to him know that he's a trying God, that he was before time, that he's here. He's the same. He never changes. His word never changes. And so we need a book. We need a Christian fiction series that we can put before our daughter's hands and say, as you read this, even though you're going to get the laughs and the fun and the tears and the, um, you're going to get fruitful conversation with your daughters as you read this. And you're going to be able to draw out their hearts and you're going to be able to see the response. And you're going to be able to say, here is the word of God. And not only is Fiona doing it, but this is why mommy's been showing you this. This is a truth. This is how we walk through um, trials. And so I've, I wanted to write it as well so that as girls read it and they thought through about Fiona and they laughed with her and they cried with her and they saw herself themselves in her, they also saw that she loved the Lord and she didn't compromise. And they also saw how the Lord works through his children. Um, and so a lot of the stories um, that she she goes through, they, they relate to our girls, but they bring in God's word in every situation, which we should be. And everything we do, we should model Christ. We should look like Christ. We should be moving more towards progressive sanctification, growing in our walk, growing in holiness, putting off, putting on, and we should have a decreasing pattern of sin and an increasing pattern of holiness. Well, if we're being led astray and tossed to and from with every wind of doctrine, if, if we're being led astray by persuasive arguments and academia and philosophy, and all of a sudden for 2000 years, the church has been fine. And the word was, and now we've introduced these new things that we have more to say than the Lord. His word was not sufficient. So let's add this CRT to what we believe. Um, because we have the gospel, that's not good enough. We want the social gospel. So we put a word in front of it. Um, you know, my pastor said today, when you start adding to it, like the gospel is now the social gospel. Marriage is now gay marriage, um, you know, critical race theory. And so if we are seeing all these things and the indoctrination and it, and and women are falling aside, listening to these women who are... Um, false teachers with LGBTQ and, and 
like Beth Moore, who's, you know, preaching to men and all these kinds of things. What about our girls? Like, so if we, we need something that we can train them up. And so we have the word of God, we have nonfiction books, but to have that generation, to have that age group, it's, it's very hard to find sound resources. And it's even harder to find a sound fiction book. In fact, I couldn't find one. Um, I love the, 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 the wholesome books, right? I think that's wonderful, but I wanted even more. I wanted wholesome with the word of God and his scripture and what his word says about how we're to walk this world. And I wanted that for teen girls. Yeah. And now that the book, you know, has been published, it's out available. To, can you share a little bit of um, the events or things that you're attending? I know that you just did um, a book signing uh, yesterday, I think, yeah. right? And you sent me some pictures. So tell me a little bit about what's going on in, in there you know, who, who is coming to this events and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, part of the thing that I, that I want to do is to be able to get into schools. I'm going to be even reaching out to, I even have some connections with some public schools or some forums to be able to have the platform of, we need to stand against transgender LGBTQ. We need to, we need to stand boldly on God's design for marriage, the holiness of it, his design for man and woman And so I want to be able to go into schools and to teach these girls how to be bold for Christ and read an excerpt from the book, talk to them about purity, about marriage, um, about trusting the Lord with their godly ever after, about not letting outward beauty be what drives them, not having, not thinking that a boyfriend means that they, they are beautiful and they're complete. And this is what it looks like. I mean, we want to steer them to knowing that Christ is the one who, has planned out their life and he, they can trust them, trust him. And so um, I will be doing a book tour, going to different schools and even going to church youth groups and talking to the teen girls um, about and reading an excerpt from the book, having them, you know, ask questions about Fiona. Um, a lot of them will ask, like, well, tell me what happens at the end or um, what's going to happen in the second and third book. Like, can you just go ahead and, you know, tell me because they're excited about seeing her grow up. And so talking to these girls and, and getting in their lives and encouraging them and praying with them and, and um, trying to stir up that, that just that overall sense of knowing that they are in the Lord and, and they belong to him and he loves them and he died for them and he, he gave his life. And so he is going to be there to walk them through, through his word, what they need to do. That's our, that's our, our book, right? That's our, uh, our lifeline. We have Christ Jesus as our Lord and he gives us everything we need in his word. And so just reminding them when you feel down, when you are pressured by the world, go back to the word. And so I, I love speaking to those girls. It was a wonderful time. So I'm going to be doing more of those kinds of little book tours. And then I have a bunch of um, podcasts coming up. Um, I'm going to be on Dave Jenkins. I'm going to be on um, David Knight with Exposit the Word and um, getting the book out into uh, the community. I'll, we'll do some stuff with our community. Um, so I'm excited. You know, one of the reasons that I went with the publisher that I went with is because um, the big publishers, even Christian, um, especially with fiction books, it, it doesn't sit right if they can't add what they want to, to make it more popular. You know, like we want you to put this word in or we want a kissing scene or we want the characters to do this. And um, one of the one of the reasons I went with the publisher I went with, which is a small Christian publisher, was because at the end of the day on my contract, I have the right to whatever edits they want to make to go back and change if I don't like it. Um, I didn't have to compromise or sell out to be on a podcast that I don't want to or to promote it a way that I didn't feel was honoring to the Lord or to compromise or to to, you know, um, to try to do things to 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 further the book that way. I, I you know, I want the Lord to use the book, the way he, to bring glory to his name, whatever girls get the book, I pray that they come to faith. Obviously that's why I put the gospel throughout it extensively. Um, but when you go with a small Christian publisher, you forfeit a lot of the celebrity Christianity, um, which I have to answer to the Lord. And so I, I don't want to be worldly. 
And so when you do that, the book doesn't garner as much attention. Um, so I'm praying that the Lord uses it and that we get it into sound mama's hands and that they, um, then, then spread it and God will do what he wants to do with a book. Um, I've, um, talked about doing some stuff with AGTV with it. So we'll see what the Lord wants to do with that. But right now I'm just busy writing the second one and start, I'll start doing the book tour, start doing podcasts. And, um, there are some other things in the works, um, with godly ever after, not just the second book, the third book, but, um, even writing a, um, a Bible study, I've been asked if I would write a Bible study um, for Fiona, and I've got some creative ways that I really want to do that, which will be neat. But I put the verses at the very first of each chapter and the verses throughout so that moms, as they read it with their daughters, I have moms that she has a copy, the daughter has a copy, they read it, then they come together and talk about it, you know, book clubs. There's um, teens, a lot of 15 and 16 year olds read it, even though it's in junior high, because the truths are still the same, that we all want to have a godly ever after. And most of us have been dreaming about our wedding since we were little girls. I was, I was looking in bridal magazines. I want to wear this dress. I want to, you know, and so to have a, to have a, a healthy of what Christ looks like on the cross and being the bride of Christ we're called to be his church. We're called to be a holy people, but he did give us marriage. And so I want my daughter, if, if it's God's perfect plan for her to marry. And so just, just being able to have that healthy desire for our girls that leads them closer to Christ and sees them as their brothers in Christ and, and praying for them. But to look and see, this is what a godly man looks like. This is what a godly girl looks like. And so being able to talk to the girls. So I have some things in the works for that. And I also have, um, you can pray about, but I have actually a, um, a children, children's book, like a picture book, um, that I'm working on, um, for moms and their newborn baby girls. And I'm really excited about that. Um, so you can pray about that too. So we'll see what the Lord does. And I'm, I would just encourage you to, to read it with your daughter to, to, or to, if you know any teen girl, whether from, you know, even 10 and up, I've had even moms read it even younger and walk through what's going on when they're going to get to junior high or those things. So, um, and I have college girls read it. And then I have 79 year old women read it and 50 year olds that are um, wanting to get it for their granddaughters and those kind of things. So I pray that it makes an impact for Christ. And I know he'll use it for his glory, whatever that looks like. I'm just thankful and um, humbled that he would use me um, to be able to write a Christian fiction. I wanted to know with, with chronic love. I mean, I love description. I'm very descriptive and very emotional, always going back to the word, but being able to put that in a fiction book to give their, her emotions and then to see how she is able to see what God's word says has been really fun. And so I'll just keep working on the series and doing the book tour and podcasts and we'll see what else the Lord opens up through that. So. And so just for our listeners, uh, where can they find the book? I will make sure to uh, add the link on the description too. So yeah, where can they uh, buy the book? So you can buy it. Um, it's, it is worldwide. The easiest way is Amazon. Um, you can, um, but it's at other Christian bookstores, um, some in store all online though, pretty much. Um, Amazon is the easiest. You can buy it from my publisher ambassador international. If you don't feel comfortable with Amazon, some people don't feel comfortable with Amazon. You can also do the Kindle version, um, through, um, Apple or Google, as well. Um, and I would just also encourage you when you get it, if you would write a review, that's how people know, like, what is this book really about? I want to hear from this mom. You know, I've heard from the author, I've heard from her on a podcast, but what do people say? So go and go and write a review about the book. Um, and that would be really, that would be, I would greatly appreciate that as we can, because the more that we can get it out, the more girls can hear the gospel and the more moms can enjoy this with their daughter and know that we're having a series that they can grow up with. And hopefully um, the other characters will have their stories told. You know, I have some things in the, in the works for those things as well. Um, so I'm excited. I love to write and that's 
kind of the thing that I do when I'm not feeling good. I can stay up and do that at night when I'm not feeling good. And, you know, of course, we'll have open hearts again next year. And I'm excited about that. And then if everybody would be praying, um, my husband is being sent out by our church to plant. So um, he's going to plant a church between December and March, it looks like. And so then I'll be leading the women's ministry with that. And I'll be serving him as a pastor's wife. And so I'm excited about that. So yeah, I would love your prayers for everything. And then my health and in the meantime, to just um, trust the Lord as I walk through all my health struggles. And yeah, so you can get the book. Um, the easiest, the easiest place is Amazon. And also the other thing I want to tell you, I have a, an Instagram, just Brooke book, just Brooke Bartz. And then we have a, um, an Instagram for open hearts in a closed world. If ladies want to learn more about the conference and I have a Facebook just for Bart's and then we have a Facebook group open hearts in a closed world for discussion and, and like-minded things. And I, you can write me anytime. You can ask me questions about the book. You know, I'll spend time. Um, so reach out to me. And if you would like me to come speak to your school, uh, your daughter's school or to your church group, um, to the, to your teen and your youth, you can mention it to your youth pastor, just reach out to me. Um, that's what I'm going to be doing right now with the book tour. So you can message me and I'll get back to you, but I'd love to come and read an excerpt, talk to the girls, get them excited, um, get a book club going for them and be able to introduce Fiona and godly ever after so that moms know, wow, this is a series I can trust. And now I've, I've got a good book. That's a fiction for modern day and it's not back in the Amish times and this and that. I mean, that's wonderful. I'm not saying, that, but my goodness, they're not, they're not going through that stuff. We yeah. see what they're going through, you know, um, and how much emphasis is on the outward and what the world says, attract, what attract being attractive is and beautiful and popular. Every single book and movie that they have is the world's view of what success and worldliness and the, what that will get you. And, and their answer is a happily ever after. And that's not true. And so with Christ, know that we have suffering, we have persecution and, but we still are called to be faithful to the word and to hold it up. And that's what I want for these girls. So join me as we work through and see what God does with Fiona's godly ever after. And I will tell you, I know how the second and third book of already are already going to end. It's already written in my mind. So now I just gotta, but, um, but I think it will be really amazing to see her in this first book and then to see her grow in the second and the trial she's going to face in the second book. And then how the, how it will all wrap back around to her having a godly ever after and what that looks like in the third book. And um, I think that they will, that, that girls will love it and moms will love it. And um, the second book is already much more, it's much more deeper because she's growing up in her faith but there's still those funny, lighthearted moments. And so you'll expect, you'll see Fiona's personality through the whole thing, um, but you'll also see a, a girl who loves Christ and stands strong. So awesome. Yeah. And for all of the uh, resources or links that you've mentioned, uh, I just want to our listeners or whoever will be watching on YouTube to know that it will be included in the description for uh, to find Brooks. Um, Instagram page, your website, and then also for the book, uh, I'll make sure to to link it here in the description. But it's been wonderful to hear more about uh, your book and just the whole process and hear you talk about the story and future books to come. So this is just the first one of three books. So uh, eventually in the future, you will have those two for for everyone available, right? So yeah, so uh, just yes. uh, to our listeners to be praying for everything that you have right now to be praying for you and your family and ministry and uh, just for the Lord to continue to use this book in anyone, anyone's life, whoever, uh, you know, read the, this book that will be a blessing to them. And thank you again for joining me on the podcast. It's been such a wonderful time to talk to you, my dear sister, you know that I love you and so grateful, so grateful for love you and for everything that you do. <laughs> so great love love my time with you all the time so i appreciate it letting me come on and talk about the book yeah thank you for joining me and if you just wouldn't mind just closing us in prayer yeah. yes heavenly father thank you so much that you are a god who 
loves us that you sent Christ Jesus to die, your perfect sinless son, to become our sacrifice, to atone for the sin that we have past, present, and future because Jesus was nailed to the cross and he took on that sin. He bore the wrath and we know that he didn't stay in the ground after he was crucified and dead, but that he was raised and he sits at the right, the, the right hand of the father. And so because you're our high priest, because you're our God who loves us, you called a people to yourself from before time you have chosen and predestined who will be your children and you have an effectual call that you send out when we hear the gospel, that we recognize that the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. And Lord, those that hear your voice are your called children. And so we, as your children, are to live a life that represents holiness, that represents purity, that as we grow in that, Lord, as we grow in our sanctification with the Spirit working in us, transforming our minds to look and model Christ, not the world, that we would be a living testimony. And so the moms and the teen girls that are listening to this, Father, I pray that if they don't know Christ, that they would repent, that they would bow the knee, that they would place their faith in Christ alone, that this, they would see that this world is, is decaying, it's falling away. It was brought forth in sin, but it will not always be like that. You will return, Lord, and you will set up your kingdom and you are perfect and holy. And so one day we will be glorified and we will sin no more. And so I pray that those who don't know Christ would recognize they're a sinner, that they've broken God's law, Lord, and that they would turn to you in faith and repentance and place their faith in Christ alone, that they would believe. They would cry out and they would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and they would see him as their Lord and they would hate their sin. And Father, when we repent and we place our faith in Christ, we know that we are adopted in your family. We are welcomed. We are your children. And as your children, we are called to go out and to be a light and to share the gospel. So Father, for those Christian moms and teen girls that are listening, would you continue to strengthen them? Would you continue to gird them up in the faith of your word? As they read it, would they be bold? Would they see this? their life as a bright and shining stars were called to be a city on a hill that we will not shirk back, that we will hold on to your word because it's authoritative and you through your spirit will produce in us fruit of godliness and righteousness and make us Lord ambassadors for your truth in every situation that we face, every trial, every, every joy, every sadness, every pain, would we be able to see Christ and what he did, the great cost that he paid on the on the cross for our sins. And would that bolster our faith knowing that one day, Father, we will be with you in eternity and we will break bread at your table as your family. Father, I play, pray that as these girls and moms read Godly Ever After, that it would spark conversation, fruitful conversation, that it would make them think on the truths of the word of God that are in in the book, as Fiona is walking through, Father, that they would be able to see not only a teen girl who is has the trials of everyday life and this dark generation that just presses on our daughter's shoulders, but Lord, that they would see how she is able to combat it with the word of God, that she is able to use it, the truth to divide and to see, Father, that you are perfect and holy and that you are the one that light our path we stay on the straight and narrow because we are yours and we will persevere till the end and so father whoever's listening i pray that this would just be a an encouragement and that it would be something that they can look forward to knowing that it's a, a wholesome book that um, father they can know that they can trust as they read it and that you would use this book Father, for your glory, you would use our lives for your glory. Make us strong and ambassadors. Help us to combat what's going on in the schools as they're trying to indoctrinate our, our children. Help us to be faithful, to train them up in the ways of the Lord. And, and Lord, make us um, not be afraid or anxious or fearful, but to know that um, the Holy Spirit is leading us in all truth through the Word of God. And so I thank you for all the ladies that are listening, and I pray that they would continue to walk and be sanctified in your truth alone and we love you lord we thank you for christ on the cross we thank you for his 
his death and resurrection and the life that we have and that one day every tear will be wiped away and we will stand before you and we will be welcomed into your kingdom. And so, Father, give us your strength, not our own. Let us not boast in anything but the cross of Christ and grow us up every day more and more to turn to your word and less of the world and meditate on the truths of scripture. I thank you for this time with my dear sister and I pray that you would continue to to bless the ministry that she does at Grace, that you would continue to make her such a strong role model for women and girls. Lord, make this all role models to look like Christ. Help us to, Father, live a life that honors and glorifies you with every decision we make and, and keeps us pointing back to a heavenward view, knowing that one day we will be with you. And I ask all of these things in Christ's precious name. Amen.